Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Plan, Your Part. Today we are looking at Numbers chapter 8, 9, and 10. Uh, Basically what we're getting is a a couple of wrap-up thoughts. There's like directions for lamps. There's a dedication of Levites in chapter 9. There's some questions about Passover. Uh, But eventually what's exciting is that in chapter 10, we're going to see the Israelites actually set out uh, from the camp to make their way towards the promised land. This is exciting. Now, you might think, hey, we've heard this before. Yes, we have. It's because it was recorded once already in Exodus. So this is not happening again. This is just like another take on what's happening. Um, So, Jenny, what stuck out to you while we were reading over this? I liked, again, how we see in chapter 9, there's like the the cloud covering the tabernacle. I like how we've seen this happen before when they're coming out of Egypt, but now it's leading them into Canaan as well. So it's like they follow the cloud almost like... A GPS system. Like, okay, <laughs> time to start moving again. Keep moving this way. And when the cloud stops, they stop. It's yeah. cloud by day, fire by night. Yeah. Which is really cool. I like that a lot. Um, we also, it's like they're like gearing up for like this adventure. So like they've got the cloud part. They know what to do with that. Uh, they have their silver trumpets that they... There's are... a lot of directions for silver trumpets. Well, it's cool. There, there's so many uses for them that yeah. we hear about. And it's like like cry for help and like sound the alarm it's time to get moving time to get moving yeah time yeah. to assemble at the tabernacle <laughs> israelites assemble oh my word <laughs> um yeah yeah those were the things that stuck out right away and then just the end where we're we're finally what feels like we're finally moving i think the the cloud is really interesting because like one one of the ways or one of the things you can keep in mind when you read the bible so as we're reading through the whole bible uh, just keep in mind, like, what you can learn specifically about God. Um, because there's, like, a lot of nuances to learning the character of God in these stories. So what's interesting to me is that God could have just told Moses, like, hey, go over there. When you get there, that's where you're supposed mm-hmm. to be. But that's not what he does. Instead, what he does is he chooses to dwell with his people and travel with his people. Every step of the way. Every step of the way. So, I mean, granted, is like this miraculous cloud or this miraculous pillar of fire. But even like the the cloud moves when it's time to go Mm -hmm. and the people know it's time to move. So God moves his people like intentionally, but he desires to be with them and like working just directly with the people. And when they get to where they're supposed to going, like to be going, they set up their tabernacle. He falls into the tabernacle. It's it's really compelling, and I think it's a really interesting thing that connects with today. Like because today, God dwells in us with His Holy Spirit, and so you see that character and nature of God desiring to be with His people still present today in the fact that He dwells with us in us and leads us uh, personally and specifically. What do you what do you see in there? I was just thinking too. Not only is He represented in the the cloud and the fire he's also represented in the ark of the covenant so not only is he kind of going before them in the cloud he's also going before them within the ark of the covenant i think the the cloud actually falls on the ark of the covenant oh, okay. as so they're it's moving like, it's like there you go yeah All together it's kind of cool it shows the fiercely personal nature of god um, in, I mean, he desires to be with us. He, he's like a cloud and he's like a fire in this story. He desires to be with us in that he is Jesus, like the 
personification of God in the New Testament, and then the Holy Spirit's dwelling in us. It's, it's pretty incredible. The God that we serve is very personal. Mm-hmm. Something else I noticed toward the end of the reading today in chapter 10, 33 to 36, there is this repetition of three days emphasizing, our footnotes say this, emphasizing the short distance that was traveled. Mm. So I'm assuming like three days sounds like a lot to me, but... I'm assuming in that time, three days was not as intense as what we would think now. Well, they're intending to cover like a serious distance. Mm -hmm, If you mm -hmm. look, like you actually were earlier looking at the maps in the back of the Bible, like it's not right next door that they're going. So three Mm -hmm, days, you know, mm -hmm. I think they would have planned to move much further than three Mm -hmm. days. But But I think something that's sticking out to me is that it's emphasizing that this was a short distance. Yeah. So we will start to see... Even in tomorrow's reading, people start to get, what's the word I want? They start to get antsy and Yeah, anxious. they're, they're going to start groaning and grumbling. And... So, like, they have the God of the universe guiding them through the desert so plainly. Mm-hmm. They're going short distances. In my mind, that would, like, keep my morale pretty good. Like, okay, mm-hmm. don't push it too much. Just, like, let's get there, and then we'll stop. We'll rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see that quickly not go take great. shape into something pretty awful yeah just kind of kind of crazy uh there's one more thing i want to call out just in these passages there's there's two instances here where god's heart for other people's is evident and i know one of the mm-hmm. things that people can tend to drift towards when they read the old testament is like oh god is like kind of racist because he only cares about the israelites and he only cares about his chosen people uh, but it's kind of a misunderstanding of the heart of God. We've talked in the past about how the Egyptians, some Egyptians came out of Egypt with the Israelites. Something that's, can I interrupt you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like something that's key, because I, even as you're talking, I'm like, but it's it's his chosen people. It's his chosen people. Like, yeah. In my mind, that's really hard. They were chosen to represent him. Yeah. But that doesn't mean other people cannot come Exactly. Alongside and serve the same God. Exactly. And an example of that is in chapter nine. Uh, there's a lot of questions about Passover and how Passover is supposed to work. And one of the things God says in, in Numbers chapter nine um, is that it's verse 14. If a stranger sojourns among you and would keep the Passover to the Lord according to the statute of the Passover and according to its rules, so shall he do. So this is God saying, hey, if there's a stranger with you, if there's a group of people with you that are not Israelites and they desire to celebrate Passover, have them celebrate Passover with you. Like that would be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of chapter 10, uh, we get this story about Hobab, which I love. Hobab is a great a name. name. If you're thinking about like kid names, maybe consider what if Hobab. What it was like Habab? Like Habab. A, like a Kabab. I don't think so. I think it's Hobab. Uh, but this is, this is Moses brother-in-law and he's not an Israelite. It actually calls out son of Raul, the Midianite, uh, Midianite, uh, that is Jethro. Raul is just another name for Jethro. Um, <laughs> cause they're so similar. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> quite get that, but that is who it's talking about. Um, basically Moses saying, Hey, it's time for us to go. And Hobab's like, yeah, I'm going to go back to where I came from. And Moses is like, no, like you need to come with us and like serve our God in our mm-hmm. promised land together. Um, and it, it, it actually says here, if you go with us, whatever good the Lord will do to us, the same will he do for you. So this is a Midianite, Midianite. He's not an Israelite. And Moses is saying, hey, what I know to be true about God is that if you come with us and you serve our God, our God will bless you as he blesses us. So here's a question I have for you. So like today, 
like in today's world post-Jesus, right? We would say, like, as Christians, we, the church, represent are a representation of God to the world. Yes? There, there's different like, takes is on, there, different Is there, takes like, a idea. shift in that post-Jesus? Post because now it would be like, well, yeah, I'm a Christian, and non-Christians, like, yeah, come alongside and join this. Yeah, so just new representation of to address that specifically, like Paul is going to talk about how new people are grafted into the family of Abraham. So he's talking about like outsiders are going to be part of outsiders, meaning what? Um, so they would have had this this Jewish identity that like sons of Abraham are sons of God. Mm-hmm. Paul's going to like flip that on its head and say, hey, like anybody who believes in Jesus is a son of God. Okay, they are I mean. adopted as sons in Christ. Um, then there's another passage in Galatians. It's like, hey, there's neither uh, Jew nor Gentile, slave mm-hmm. nor free, male nor female. Um, so basically, like anyone who is a believer can be a follower of God. What's interesting is that's not a specifically New Testament concept because here in uh, we've already seen it in Exodus, we've seen it some in Leviticus. Now we're seeing it in Numbers that God is saying, like, hey, if you call on my name and you follow me and you worship uh, me with my people, you're my people. So Hobab. Um, history tells us that Hobab most likely decided to go with Moses and stay with the Israelites and be under God's blessing with the Israelites. Um, so just like a common misconception that I, I love breaking those things down. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably already mm-hmm. know that. Uh, but a common misconception that God chose this specific group of people, which is true. They are a nation of priests. They are his chosen people to represent himself to the world. Um, but he is willing to allow other people who desire fellowship with him to be part of his family. And he continues to do that today when you call on the name of Jesus. It's not this willy-nilly God is for everybody kind of thing. You have to accept the sacrifice of Jesus to be part of his family. But when you are, you're grafted in. So I think a really good your part for today is kind of a, a blend of those two concepts. Like we've talked about the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire, how God wants to dwell with his people. He's very personal. He wants to be with us. He wants to enjoy time with us. Um, and at the same time, he's accepting of anyone who comes under uh, his blessing. So if you want to enjoy a relationship with a very personal God, call on his name, accept Jesus' sacrifice, the, the sacrifice of Jesus covering the sin of your life, repent of your sins, turn to God. He forgives your sins and a personal God becomes your savior and your Lord. Um, that's just an incredible thing. And sometimes Christians can see that as, you know, that's for people who are far from God. But actually, we're supposed to hear that and rehear that over and over and over again and enjoy the fact that God loves us and remind us of the fact that God wants to be with us over and over. So we serve a very personal God, uh, and he is accepting of anyone who wants to commit to what he calls us, the, the life that he calls us to. Um, so that's the takeaway from today. We'll be back again tomorrow. See you then. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's plan, your part. Also, we are a listener supported podcast. So if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now here's the reading for today. Numbers chapter 8. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and say to him, When you set up the lamps, the seven lamps shall give light in front of the lampstand. And Aaron did so. He set up its lamps in front of the lampstand as the Lord commanded Moses. And this was the workmanship of the lampstand, hammered work of gold. 
From its base to its flowers, it was hammered work, according to the pattern that the Lord had shown Moses, so he made the lampstand. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites from among the people of Israel and cleanse them. Thus you shall do to them to cleanse them. Sprinkle the water of purification upon them, and let them go with a razor over all of their body, and wash their clothes, and cleanse themselves. Then let them take a bull from the herd, and a grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil. And you shall take another bull from the herd for a sin offering. And you shall bring the Levites before the tent of meeting, and assemble the whole congregation of the people of Israel. When you bring the Levites before the Lord, the people of Israel shall lay their hands on the Levites, and Aaron shall offer the Levites before the Lord as a wave offering from the people of Israel, that they may do the service of the Lord. Then the Levites shall lay their hands on the heads of the bulls, and you shall offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering to the Lord to make atonements for the Levites. And you shall set the Levites before Aaron and his sons and shall offer them as a wave offering to the Lord. Thus you shall separate the Levites from among the people of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. And after that the Levites shall go in to serve at the tent of meeting when you have cleansed them and offered them as a wave offering. For they are wholly given to me from among the people of Israel, instead of all who open the womb, the firstborn of the people of Israel. I have taken them for myself, for all the firstborn among the people of Israel are mine, both of man and of beast. On the day that I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I consecrated them for myself, and I have taken the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the people of Israel. And I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and his sons from among the people of Israel to do the service for the people of Israel at the tent of meeting and to make atonement for the people of Israel, that there may be no plague among the people of Israel when the people of Israel come near the sanctuary. Thus did Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the people in Israel to the Levites, according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses concerning the Levites. The people of Israel did to them. And the Levites purified themselves from sin and washed their clothes. And Aaron offered them as a wave offering before the Lord. And Aaron made atonement for them to cleanse them. And after that, the Levites went in to do their service in the tent of meeting before Aaron and his sons. As the Lord had commanded Moses concerning the Levites, so they did to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This applies to the Levites. From twenty-five years old and upward, they shall come to do duty in the service of the tent of meeting. And from the age of fifty years, they shall withdraw from the duty of the service and serve no more. They minister to their brothers in the tent of meeting by keeping guard, but they shall do no service. Thus shall you do to the Levites in assigning their duties. And the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Let the people of Israel keep the Passover and its appointed time. On the fourteenth day of this month, at twilight, you shall keep it at its appointed time. According to all its statutes and all its rules, you shall keep it. So Moses told the people of Israel that they should keep the Passover. And they kept the Passover in the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, at twilight, in the wilderness of Sinai according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses so the people of Israel did. And there were certain men who were unclean through touching a dead body, so they could not keep the Passover on that day. And they came before Moses and Aaron on that day. And those men said to him, We are unclean through touching a dead body. Why are we kept from bringing the Lord's offering in its appointed time among the people of Israel? And Moses said to them, Wait, that I may hear what the Lord will command concerning you. 
The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, If any one of you or of your descendants is unclean through touching a dead body or is on a long journey, he shall still keep the Passover to the Lord. In the second month, on the fourteenth day at twilight, they shall keep it. They shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall leave none of it until the morning, nor break any of its bones. According to all the statute of the Passover, they shall keep it. But if anyone who is clean and is not on a journey fails to keep the Passover, that person shall be cut off from his people because he did not bring the Lord's offering at its appointed time. That man shall bear his sin. And if a stranger sojourns among you and would keep the Passover to the Lord according to the statutes of the Passover and according to its rule, so shall he do. You shall have one statute, both for the sojourner and for the native. On the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle and the tent of the testimony. And at evening it was over the tabernacle like the appearance of fire until morning. So it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. And whenever the cloud lifted from over the tent, after that the people of Israel set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the people of Israel camped. At the command of the Lord, the people of Israel set out, and at the command of the Lord they camped. As long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. Even when the cloud continued over the tabernacle many days, the people of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was a few days over the tabernacle, and according to the command of the Lord, they remained in the camp. Then, according to the command of the Lord, they set out. And sometimes the cloud remained from evening until morning, and when the cloud lifted in the morning, they set out. Or if they continued for a day and at night, when the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether it was two days or a month or a longer time that the cloud continued over the tabernacle, abiding there, the people of Israel remained in camp and did not set out. But when the Lord lifted, they set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped, and at the command of the Lord, they set out. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by Moses. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets. Of hammered work you shall make them, and you shall use them for summoning the congregation and for breaking camp. And when both are blown, all the congregation shall gather themselves to you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. But if they blow only one, then the chiefs, the heads of the tribes of Israel, shall gather themselves to you. When you blow an alarm, the camps that are on the east side shall set out. And when you blow an alarm the second time, the camps that are on the south side shall set out. An alarm is to be blown whenever they are to be set out. But when the assembly is to be gathered together, you shall blow a long blast, but you shall not sound an alarm. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow the trumpets. The trumpets shall be to you for a perpetual statute throughout your generations. And when you go to war in the land against the adversary who opposes you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets, that you may be remembered before the Lord your God, and you shall be saved from your enemies. On the day of your gladness also, and at the appointed feasts in the beginnings of your months, you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings. They shall be a reminder of you before your God, I am the Lord your God. In the second year, in the second month, on the twelfth day of the month, the cloud lifted from over the tabernacle of the testimony. And the people of Israel set out by stages from the wilderness of Sinai. And the cloud settled down in the wilderness of Paran. They set out for the first time at the command of the Lord by Moses. The standard of the camp of the people of Judah set out first by their companies, and over their company was Nashon the son of Amminadab.
And over the company of the tribe of the people of Issachar was Nethiel the son of Zuar. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Zebulun was Eliab the son of Helon. And when the tabernacle was taken down, the sons of Gershon and the sons of Merari who carried the tabernacle set out. And the standard of the camp of Reuben set out by their companies, and over their company was Eleazar the son of Shadur. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Simeon was Shelemuel the son of Zerushaddai. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Gad was Elisaph the son of Duel. Then the Kohathites set out, carrying the holy things, and the tabernacle was set up before their arrival. And the standard of the camp of the people of Ephraim set out by their companies, and over their company was Eleshema the son of Aminahud. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Manasseh was Gamaliel the son of Pedahazur. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Benjamin was Abaddon the son of Gideoni. Then the standard of the camp of the people of Dan, acting as the rear guard of all the camps, set out by their companies, and over their company was Ahazer the son of Amishadai. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Asher was Pegiel the son of Ochran. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Naphtali was Ahira the son of Enan. This was the order of the march of the people of Israel by their companies when they set out. And Moses said to Hobab the son of Reuel the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, We are setting out for the place for which the Lord has said, I will give it to you. Come with us, and he will do good to you, for the Lord has promised good to Israel. But he said to him, I will not go. I will depart to my own land and to my own kindred. And he said, Please do not leave us, for you know where we should camp in the wilderness, and you will serve as eyes for us. And if you do go with us, whatever good the Lord will do to us, the same he will do to you. So they set out for the mount of the Lord three days' journey, And the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them three days' journey to seek out a resting place for them. And the cloud of the Lord was over them by day whenever they set out from the camp. And whenever the ark set out, Moses said, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee from before you. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, to the ten thousand thousands of Israel. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.